1: Hey, it's intern John. Get more from your store with Safeway's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery and all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day, your favorite organic or open nature items across the stores, and more rewards that never expire. And now, enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Get Safeway's Fresh Pass to enjoy exclusive perks, unlimited free delivery, and more. Start your 30 day free trial today. Visit Safeway.comslash Fresh pass for program details
2: hello everybody and welcome back thank you very much for joining me my name is Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR investigations Tonight, I'd like to start by thanking all of our new subscribers, new listeners and new members. Thank you for checking us out and thank you for all the lovely messages and emails from you all. I will, of course, answer them all in due course. As we have so many new listeners and members here at BBR, I know a number of reports that have come in over the years that our new friends may enjoy. It will also allow me to explain our theory about the river systems And the reports that take place close to them it will help me to show some of the patterns that i've picked up on researching over the years our first report takes place less than a mile from the river thames and there are also a number of reports that follow the river's course i was contacted back in 2016 by a gent who uses the area for leisure and for walking the dog the woods here are large and they're set amongst fields and meadows The Thames flows across the valley out to sea. And if we follow its course, we meet up with the 16 creature reports. that go east using the Thames and the Medway Valley. In our latest and ongoing investigation that's happening down there, the WIC team are actually doing that investigation farming because we've been contacted by a homeowner who's having activity most nights around the farm and home. I will bring you all of that information as soon as I've coordinated with the witnesses and the WIP team. For now, we go to the Compton area of the Thames Valley and the report of a Bigfoot-like creature and a very unusual sound. As I say, I was contacted by the gentleman himself after a failed dog walk in 2016. He said, I was out today in the car on a normal everyday trip. I still had my work gear on and the dog was with me. It was cold and windy, but it was a really nice, crisp day. So I figured a walk in the woods would do me and the dog both a world of good. So we set off on a short two mile ride from my home. There are a number of mixed woods that I like to visit. I pulled up in the car and I went to get the dog out and she refused and she's never done that before. And it seemed strange, but I just thought, sod it to be honest. I just figured it was too cold for her. I had my model rock-crawler remote control truck in the car, so I decided to spend some time using that in the hopes the dog would change her mind. Now the woods are split by a country road with an offshoot that is steep-sided by big banks. I usually go on one side of the cut-through, but this time, I don't know why, but I decided to go in the opposite direction to what would normally be my usual route. I was running the truck up and down and generally having fun for about 10 minutes. I wasn't hidden or stealthy. I was still in my high-vis jacket and cap from work. Plus the truck was whirring away and making a right racket. So I popped my earphones in. I just decided to stay out for 20 minutes or so and unwind. And then I heard strange noises, loud enough that I could hear them, even with my earphones in. I shook them out. I'm thinking the noise was wind as I heard a loud cracking sound. I presumed it was a tree breaking in the weather, but it just kept happening crack, crack, crash over and over. I'm starting to become confused. And if it was dead far from the wind, why is it happening over and over? And why can't I see it? I just couldn't make it out. I realized it was coming from the other bank which is along the new cut for the power lines. The path underneath them has been cut and a few trees have been removed. And I thought maybe it was woodworkers or something. Then the cracking sound stopped. And I'm just about to put my earphones back in when I hear this really strange sound. Believe me, I know how ridiculous this sounds when I say, but that noise was almost like really loud flatulence, but much, much louder. It was so loud, I actually ducked down as I thought it was an engine or something in the air sputtering above me. I have no idea what that was at all. It spooked me a bit. So I decided to back down and go towards the car. As I started downhill, I'm still running the truck up and down and I catch a quick movement in the corner of my eye that made me look up. And I saw something dark about half the height of the tree trunk move back behind the tree. I kept watch, stared at the tree. It was a pine tree that had been coppiced or damaged and each trunk had split into three parts. The movement was really quick, but I could just make out a head and arm and legs that were all black in color. They were not shiny or anything, just a black matte figure and it moved really fast. I was so shocked I just stood there for what felt like 20 minutes. I was frozen scared rigid, but unable to move. I couldn't take my eyes from that trunk. I thought something, unhuman, was gonna come out from behind it and come after me. I just stood there, frozen. I don't think I even blinked. Eventually, I realized I had to go and look behind the tree or run back to the car, but make a decision. I don't know how I did it. But I looked around and I found a really thick stick. I was so scared, I dropped the truck remote on the ground without even realizing. I carried the stick, I circled the trees and there was nothing there, nothing. And then I realized he or it could have walked backwards into the trees without me seeing them from where I was standing. He could have used that trunk as camouflage. I've been out a million times And today has changed everything for me whatever i saw was not human it wasn't huge i guess around my height which is five eight but it moved so swiftly and it was gone in a flash the ground had heavy leaf cover so i couldn't see anything i couldn't see where anything had been walking through but i will never go in those woods again without keeping my eyes out for it i think many of you will recognize the description of the movement of the figure, described as fluid and fast. I hear often how the creature used a tree to not only hide itself, but also to walk backwards whilst remaining unseen. Randy, my friend in BC, saw a creature do exactly this when he was out hunting. It used the tree to not only shield itself, it then dropped to its belly and crawled backwards out of the bush. Now the UK has around 1500 discrete river systems and many of them have strange creatures that are reported by the public along them. One of those rivers is south of Compton and it's actually called the River Wiley. and less than 400 meters from the Wylie there are a cluster of reports that describe a very similar creature to the one that was seen by a Compton witness. Close to the river, you'll find Salisbury Plain. And this is one area in the UK where serving soldiers witnessed a hairy, upright creature that ran off into the woods when they were on exercises. Now, the man who made the report in 2002, George Price stated, I was scanning the landscape when I turned to my five o'clock position and I looked at a large ape-like figure. It looked scared because of the noise from the engines and the tanks that were moving it high speed all around it. Its face looked black or darkish, but I couldn't see its facial features being too high up on an angle above it. It was more its gait that stood out, the way it moved. It was very fast and it seemed to run with large strides. Its height was impressive too. It must have been over six foot plus but it seemed to run with its back low, almost bent over. It was an amazing sight to see it disappear into those shrubs. I told my superiors as soon as we stopped, but it was laughed off, so I never mentioned it much after that. If we follow this river north or south, within a mile you will see other reports of a similar creature. In 2013, we have a report in Grovely Woods, by a witness whose name is Keisha and she said recently I was out riding with my horse in Grovely Woods which is in Salisbury Wiltshire. It was just about getting dark so I'd say it was around dusk. I was on my horse and my mum was walking along beside me. About 50 metres ahead of us we noticed movement and there was a very tall large dark figure ahead of us I thought it was too big to be a person as it was around perhaps two and a half to three meters tall. He was around 50 meters away, perhaps a bit less. So I'm not entirely sure, but he looked much bigger than a human male. And when this creature moved, it was in a non-human way. It moved with speed that was incredibly inhuman-like and it moved with a sort of loping forward stride. When we were at the spot where I'd seen it run off, I noticed all the underbrush. There was no way a human could have escaped that fast, especially through the trees and scrub. It was quite thick in there. Unfortunately, I did not have time to investigate any further, since my mum was a little freaked out by the whole event and she wanted to get away from the area quickly. I think my mum was so shaken up as she told me earlier on that she'd found half a deer. When she was out a few days ago, she said it had been ripped to shreds, although thankfully it was gone when we reached that part of the woods where she'd found it. If I had to name what I saw, I would say, I think I saw a Bigfoot creature, but would a Bigfoot go for something like a deer? The strange thing is, my horse didn't spook, which is strange, since he's genuinely quite a nervous animal, that's why mum walks at the side of me. Could they still have been a Bigfoot if my horse didn't react? Well, anything is possible, isn't it? The creature may have been caught out by the horse smell. Many people believe the reason Patterson and Gimlin got the famous Patty video was due to the fact that they'd been riding for weeks on horseback and sleeping rough on the ground. They began to smell like the woodland animals themselves. It's what many hunters do. You know, they never change the hunting gear. They go out in it week after week. Because yeast scent tends to blend in then. Or did the creature just not care if it was seen? Knowing it could slip away whenever it wanted. Knowing it wasn't in any danger from two females. Or was Keisha supposed to see him? Another teenage girl with a surprise encounter with a hair-covered creature. Sounds kind of familiar to me. And if you're out there listening, Keisha, I would love to hear from you. Now here's another report from the same area, this time two years later in 2018. Also witnessed by two females, a mother and daughter, and that's another coincidence. Two upright, impossible things. I've been looking for somewhere I could report a strange incident to that happened not too far from Stonehenge for a while now. Myself and my mother saw something moving across a clearing that we can just not explain. There was two of them, and they were moving quite far away, so I didn't get a good look at the face or anything like that. But you could tell that it wasn't just two people moving at speed. I'm also used to seeing cows and farm animals from far away because there's animals everywhere in Salisbury. And as you drive, you get used to seeing animals or wildlife in the fields. But these were not cows or sheep. These figures stood out as odd. There were two really big figures in a faraway field that were standing upright and striding along quite fast together. One was light brown in colour and the other was darker. They were moving at a fast pace away from us. We both were so shocked so we kept asking each other if we both definitely saw that. At the time, I was in the car with my mum and we were driving back from somewhere and I just wanted to stop and get out and have a cigarette. Mum decided to come out with me to stretch her legs and get some air. And we were just looking out into the countryside and talking. When we saw these two huge figures walk out in front of the faraway bushes. If they hadn't moved, we would never have seen them. They walked from behind the bush and they were headed towards the next clump of trees. It felt like they were in our line of sight for a good minute or so before they moved behind another bush in the field And we couldn't see them again. We looked for a while, but they didn't come back our way and they didn't move out. I know what people will say, but they were much bigger than any cow or horse that I have ever seen, let alone a human. Even from that distance, you could see that they were walking along at a fast pace, definitely standing upright on two legs. It was crazy. How could we have seen this in Salisbury? It was probably three or four o'clock in the afternoon so the light was good i hadn't gone dark yet and it must have been towards the end or the middle of feb 2018 i've never really been into anything like this but since i've seen that i just can't explain it and i really want to find out more what are they it looked like two eight man type things And online it says they're called Sasquatch, but I'm not sure what you'd call them. But the Sasquatch pictures that I've seen online look pretty close to what we saw that day. But that's impossible. Has anyone else ever seen anything like that in this area? She went on to say, we were able to see them for quite a while. I didn't even think of my phone, let alone feel compelled to take any pictures. It didn't even enter my head. It wasn't till an after that that I thought about it. Why didn't I take a picture or a video? I had my phone on there. Which is strange, because you'd think, I'd the thought of it, if you saw something like that, you'd think that you would immediately want to capture it on film, but just didn't feel like it at all. We just watched them as they walked, waited a few minutes, got in the car, and drove home, like nothing happened. But we did keep asking each other, Did we really see that? What were they? What were they? How could we have seen them? And I'm still wondering about that now. Once again, we have a teenage girl who sees something impossible to explain. Why didn't the creatures wait until the humans had gone? Two, three minutes, then humans had gone and they could have crossed that field and seen. Did they not care that they were seen? Were well, we no threat to them whatsoever. Was it meant to happen? Or were they simply moving between the river and the woods, doing whatever it is that they do all day? Now, in Salisbury, there is a historical reference um, to a wild man. A wild man was said to live in the woods near Salisbury, and he was shot when he attacked and tried to kidnap a local farmer's wife in 1877. Now the creature escaped into dense woodland and was never seen again. I wonder how old that farmer's wife was. Did they have any daughters? All questions I asked myself constantly. A deep throaty coughing, feelings of being watched, stones and pine cone thrones and being shadowed and chased by unseen figures. Have also been reported in Grovely Wood, and many people advise avoiding the woods at all cost. Now, not too far away, it's another area where a hairy creature was reported. Just follow the river, and this was reported in 1961. And the witness said, "I heard your podcast about the soldiers who saw a creature on Salisbury Plain in 2002. I had a sighting of a similar thing at Camp Mohawk, which is close to Salisbury." It happened in 61 or 62 when i was 11 years old i've searched for years for anyone who had a similar sighting of a very tall creature with long reddish brown hair and i'm unsure how to describe him and now as we know small springs brooks and burns that come from the mountains become raging rivers in the valleys below when we look at the route of sightings to try and find a hint of how they live or where they go we look for patterns. Estuaries, rivers, rivers and streams are well-stocked larders for any flesh and blood mammal. They're also very important when it comes to earth energy's ebb and flow. Let's look at some sightings from the high peaks and see how they follow the stream to the river, as we would do if we lived naturally. All mammals navigate to water. The lower the elevation, the more food-rich those rivers become. Cairn Papple, The Running Man and Footsteps in the Snow. 2003, 2006, and 2009. In the early winter of 2003, our witness said he had recently passed my driving test when I was going for a run in my car with my friend and his girlfriend. I'm from the Falkirk area, so we came up through Torfigan and we were not really heading in any particular direction. I was just happy to be driving. And the view from the car was perfect. I saw a sign for Cairnpapple and recognised it so I started heading up that way and I passed the lay by there. We drove past it and down and up the valley and as we were headed towards Knock Hill my mate pointed out what looked like a man standing at the top of the hill looking down at us. I slowed the car down to look and I saw he was right. I said oh yeah so it does By this point, we were slowly passing the knock hill and the dark figure was moving down the hill at great speed. He was moving at us, coming in our direction. He was definitely headed our way. We got a big fright and I drove away as fast as I could. It didn't look like your average person. It was all dark and one color and it moved at pace miles faster than I could. The incident remained pretty much unexplained, and yet it gave us a scare, but he didn't think too much of it, and had forgotten all about it. Until a few years later, in 2006, and it was a similar situation. I was out for a drive with a mate, we were bored, it was a nice night, so we decided to head up to Bathgate Hills. It was clear, and we could wander up to Cairn Apple and get a good view of central Scotland. It had been snowing about a week before and the snow had melted back home but there was still a little bit by the side of the road here. That didn't put us off as there hadn't been very much. We parked at the Cairn Papple lay by and just headed up the stairs. The field before Cairn Papple was snow covered and although we were not dressed for it, we kept heading in anyway. We had a laugh falling in the snow repeatedly and I fell waist deep into a cairn at the Cairn Papple site. We were there for a few minutes before getting Cold, so we started to head back to the car. The wind was picking up and visibility was a bit poor by this time. We left the gate of Carpapal and walked back into the field. And within 15 seconds, we both heard a noise from behind us as if something was coming towards us from the direction that we'd just been. I turned around, but I couldn't see anything. Neither of us could. All we knew is it was coming and it was coming fast or at least it sounded as if it was moving really quickly at speed in our direction. We ran as fast as we could, and we ended up losing the way back to the stairs. After a panic hunt for the steps, we found them, and we rushed down them, got into the car, and drove away. We couldn't explain what had happened to us, and we were shaken up and very confused. We kept talking about it and deciding whether to go back or not. I couldn't stop thinking about it and what had happened. You would think that after two scary experiences, I would avoid the place. But in winter of 2009, I returned from Australia and it had snowed and was hunting for a good place to sledge with my friend. I suggested the Bathgate Hills would be a good place due to the height. There was also far more snow there. It was pretty late. We arrived about quarter past 12 at night we headed up at Cairn first, and once we were up, we realised quickly that the snow was too deep and not good for fun. So we walked to the Cairn site to have a look round. After a while, it started to snow again, so we headed back to the car. Once again, after leaving the fencing area and the gate and going into the field, something started to chase us. My friend was really frightened and started to run. And at this point, I remembered The previous encounter, I calmed her down and I explained it would stop in a second if we left the area of the steps. We moved as fast as we could without losing the way to the staircase and got back into the car. The snow was really heavy now, but she pointed out footprints in the snow leading into the field that we'd just come out of. Something had to have followed us. These were fresh footprints and that caused us to become very scared. Whilst trying to leave the car, we got stuck approaching Knockhill, Hill and it took us a while to manage to get up the hill. I had to drive carefully due to the conditions and as we approached Knockhill Hill again, there were fresh footprints in the snow coming from the field and going into the car park at Knockhill. Hill. These footprints looked like they'd been made by somebody running and after that, we were really shaken up and I shared my previous experiences with her. The next day we returned with a friend and we retraced our steps. And there were no animals in the field, nothing. It was very peaceful, nothing happened. We've returned in safer numbers during the night a few times, but with nothing other than some creepy noises happening. I hope you enjoy reading about my experience. The last one was particularly terrifying. There is something about that place that makes you want to go back. My friend was speechless for the car journey back to Falkirk. He never slept that night, but still we returned over and over and continue to do so to try and understand. Now Cairnpapal is a henge, uh, a Neolithic monument later used for a succession of burials in the Bronze Age. Before it was kind of stolen by the Christians and used as a burial site. Up in the hills, it can be very exposed to the weather elements. And in the 19th century, the site was completely concealed by trees, very different from how it looks now. In 47, 48, there were some excavations done by Stuart Piggott, and he found a series of ritual monuments from successive prehistoric periods. So it's clearly been of interest to uh, modern man for as long as we've walked here. And there's an ancient legend of the Pictish brown men from this site. And the Picts could take out entire armies by just using herbs and plants in the right way because they knew what they were doing. They could make poisons and that's what they would do or they would leave entire villages in a a zombie-like state and kind of use those villages as slaves. You know, gruesome I know, but it's true. One witness claims as a boy that he saw one and he also that his brother lost his coat to it. He said, I wanted to point out that during my childhood, at a picnic on Camp Apple Hill with my mother and my brother, and my brother, who'd gone off to play, had given his new coat to a brown boy on the hill, who subsequently disappeared with it. Now, a number of rivers rise in those hills, including the water of Leith and North Esk. And there are small reservoirs, including... Threatmore, Harlow, Clubberdean, Torduff, Glencorse, and Logan Lee. And depending on which one you follow, you'll come across a sighting of an upright, hairy wild man. Just north-east of Campapple and close to the coast, we have the strange report of the Silverman. In 1988, another gentleman testing a new car had an experience that he will never forget he and his entire family were chased by a figure that kept up with the car while they were travelling in it. And he said, this was a normal happy drive, something that had become usual for us as a family. As I headed for a small but steep incline that was topped with a dangerous right-hand bend that effectively ends the road, my attention was quickly drawn to my right side. In a split second, I managed to register a large glowing figure In a classical running posture, moving extremely fast, possibly between 50 and 70 miles per hour, the figure, which presented as a negative wooden photographer, ran in an arc along a small clearing in a wood, and it was well over six feet in height, and it it seemed to appear to have a substantial bulk, he said. As it ran in the opposite direction from the vehicle, it had its head turned back towards us, And appeared to be scowling. Its demeanour indicated that we'd annoyed it or disturbed it in some way. Its features were basically dark patches. But they appeared to be representative of a face. I mean, how else could I have said that it scowled? And negotiated the dangerous corner in silence. My heart confirming what had just happened. And my mind insisting that that could not possibly be. The now totally silent vehicle came alive. When my wife asked me in a disbelieving way. You did see that, didn't you? And I replied, see what? And at this, the children as one excitedly began shouting, you saw the silver man, dada. These quotes are the exact words. I know this because I have the entire incident engraved on my mind as it unfolded. I must stress that the being entity elemental was not silver in colour. Although it could appear like that, I would imagine, to children. It's only within the last year that I've spoken about this encounter. I hope to someday meet someone who has had a similar experience. This, I believe, would be substance to a waif-like phantom that had followed our every waking day since that night in 1988. Just to the south of these reports, also along the waterway, is another report of a fast-moving figure and that's the Kirk Newington running thing eight, 1986 to 7 and now an encounter was reported in February 2015 from a work colleague of one of our BBI investigators who tells us of an unusual experience that happened when he was a teenager growing up in the town of Kirk Newton in West Lothian. He estimates the year to be around 86-87 And he states that he and his friends were daring each other to walk into the local woods one night without a torch. And none of them would go first, so they eventually decided to go together. As they were approaching the woods, they saw in the moonlight what is described as a large dark figure running across a field adjacent to the woods. And it was reportedly running alternately upright and then down on all fours and then it vaulted a fence. The witness stated, it just glided over this fence. It looked like it had a really long neck and we thought it was trying to cut us off, so we just ran for it. He reports that strange stuff used to happen in the local woods. One example he was able to give was when he was out with a friend and his dog and they approached an old walled burial ground. The dog stopped suddenly and tried to run away, straining on its lead. And he states that it seemed frightened and desperate to get away from there. So they decided to listen to the dog and leave too. Now, our investigator added, he was kind enough to show me the exact location of the incident. And it's on the outskirts of the small town, and the area is a lot of thick old woodland and a nearby quarry. It's also on a rail line and at the edge of the Pentland Hills range. Now we started tonight with a report from the Thames Valley area and I'd like to finish tonight not too far away on the Isle of Grain which is on the South East Coast in the UK. A report came in in 2011 from a mother who said, my son and his friend were in the fields and they saw a large hairy tight man running along some hay reels. It happened in the early hours before morning light. They were both out getting set up for the day. They said The man-like creature saw them too and then it took off at great speed across the hay reels headed for some woods. I don't think they saw it clearly as they mostly saw the creature as it moved off. They said it was really tall and it was all hair covered and this thing had some sort of weir hair on the back of its head that looked almost like a mane and it spanned its head as it to hide its face as soon as it saw them looking. It then took off running on two legs, moving very fast across the top of the hay reels, moving with ease and off up towards the woods. This happened in the cooling area of Kent and it frightened the life out of them. We are also surrounded by the Thames marshes that are very fast and go on for miles. We didn't think of Bigfoot to describe this thing until I was surfing the net and I asked him about it. I showed him a picture and he agreed the picture looked like the thing that he saw and he wouldn't go up that way anymore. Now across the estuary, stick to the coast and within a few miles you have a report of a British wood -wood woos that was reported just this spring and it was March of 2021. Now, I met with this lady and her friend at a recent meet-up in Cannock Chase but we chatted for many, many years. I met the witness when she contacted me years ago about some experience she'd had as a young girl and then later on in life. She refers to her experience as the thing. Not what she saw, but the experience of seeing something completely impossible. The day we met, she explained to the newer members, how it is impossible to explain the thing. You can't just bring it up in general conversation, you know, even if you strive for answers. Yet some of us, we need all the information that we can get. I think it's very fitting that I finish tonight with this report as it's very new and a recent case. Every year, as the new moon phase is passing March and April, I usually receive my first report of a woodwoose or a wild man in our British woodlands. This year, the reports came to me around eight weeks earlier than any other year. There are also three times the number of new reports than there ever has been. I'm unsure what has caused this increase and change other than the COVID lockdown and the weird weather we've had. In early March, I received a report from the moulden area of Essex and I was contacted by a lady who was waiting for her friend and she had a very strange experience. We discussed what had happened and I thanked her for returning to the spot trying to debunk the experience. Hi Deborah, I contacted you today due to an experience I had around two weeks ago now. I wanted to be sure what I saw was 100% before I reported it to you. So I spent the time in between revisiting the area and doing a possible size comparison. And also, Looking for anything, I could have confused the large figure I saw whilst waiting in the lane. I went back today to look at the place, and I'm in no doubt about what I saw. I was 99% sure beforehand, to be honest, but I confirmed it today. He called me somehow, Deb, and I looked to where he was standing, and he walked across in front of me. I saw him at a distance, but it was daylight, and I could see him clearly and he moved in an odd flowing way. He wasn't hiding, but he was using the bushes and shrubs to disguise himself. When he stepped between the thinner parts of the hedge, you could see him clearly, and it was not a human male. I was sitting in my car at the corner of the lane, waiting for a friend who I was picking up. I was just sitting there on my phone looking down the hill. I was completely startled when something said, why don't you put your phone away and say hello? And I was absolutely shocked to see something across the field in the hedgerow. I was looking at the hedge and something in the corner caught my attention. The field was empty, there were no other people around. And I saw a large, dark figure. I could clearly see its head and shoulders. It was going along the other side of the hedge. I saw him pass where the trees were very thin at the top. I thought it could possibly be a person walking a the dog. Then I saw the head going back the other way, a bit further along the hedge. And then finally, they moved across another thin bit of foliage. The figure had a weird, stooping gait. I kept waiting to see them walk up the field and come into view, but they didn't. Then I realised how tall they must have been for me to have seen them. And that's one of the reasons I went back to check. My friend came back with me in the car and I told him what had just happened and what I'd seen and we just carried on our business like normal as if nothing strange had happened. Later that evening I thought about the whole event and I thought, hang on, that was bloody odd. And also hearing the voice in my head just beforehand too. Something told me to look up. Last Monday we went back to the lane. We looked in the edge and the field closely. there was a dog walker there and he was much smaller than the figure I saw. I realised just how big that figure was. Today we went to the field to look at the hedge from the other side and there was stuff woven into the hedge all twisted and broken. That hedge is massive and where the trees are thin is about eight feet from the ground. I left an apple, some vine tomatoes and an amethyst crystal. He knew I was there I could feel it in my solar plexus. I tell you what though, I'm glad he was far away. I'm not quite ready for a close-up encounter just yet. My friends stood in the same spot and I couldn't see him. The figure was much, much taller than he was. I'm often out in nature and I consider myself a child of nature, a holy God gods and the goddesses close to my heart and I feel blessed to have seen one of the forest giants. Each of the areas we have spoken about tonight also have another common thread. Each of them are very close to neoglyphic sacred sites like burial mounds, cairns, and standing stones. Many of them also took place on Ministry of Defence land, but we'll leave that for another podcast. Until next time, good night, everyone.
1: Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're provided by law. plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.